All right, guys, hot topic today. We're diving right into fear of failure, fear of success, and fear of what I call being seen on social media. We're going to look at all the reasons why you're feeling these fears, but most importantly, how to unpack them and let them go so you can reach your full potential as either a freelancer or a business owner. Guys, I've been in your shoes. I've had to unpack them too. I promise you it's possible and you do not have to be you know, marked by the past things that have happened to you. So Without further ado, let's get to it. Hey guys, and welcome to the Freelance Fairy Tales podcast. I'm Alex Fasulo, your host, six-figure freelance writer, serial entrepreneur, Fiverr Pro seller, and digital nomad. You've come to the right place if you want to know more about working for yourself online as a freelancer today. I've been freelancing for over six years, and I want to share what I've learned with you. All right, guys, today I want to shift gears a little bit and do a podcast episode on mindset elements and things that I see stopping people from diving into freelancing or really anything that they perceive to be scary. And, you know, as you guys know how I feel from my other episodes, there really is nothing scary about freelancing because you don't have to invest thousands of dollars of your own money into it for it to work. So, you know, as far as the risk goes, it's so low risk that when I see these people coming up with every last excuse in my Facebook group or under my TikTok or everything like that on why they can't get started or why this isn't for them or why it's not working out for them, you know, it's made me kind of ponder it over the last six years and figure out how I can best help people to unpack those fears and why, you know, they aren't able to just sign on to a freelancing site and make a free profile. Because, you know, to me, guys, like it couldn't be easier. These sites are free. First of all, you don't have to pay for a membership. You can go on, make a profile like it's a social media site. It costs you nothing. And it's, you know, the same thing as setting up a profile on LinkedIn. And people still have that fear of like, well, what if I do all of that and nobody books my services? Or what if I do all of that and my first review is a one-star review? And I'm like, okay, and what if? I mean, it's not like you're a surgeon and you killed someone by accident on your surgery table. Or, you know, it's not like you're an accountant and now your client is going to be sued by the IRS. Like, you know, there's so low risk here. And let's say, okay, you do get that one star review. That's okay. Okay. But let's go back to the drawing board here. Maybe that wasn't the right platform for you. Maybe that's not the right skill for you. Maybe this isn't the right calling for you. And it's like the only way for you guys to know any of this is to put yourself into an area or an arena that feels scary to you because you have to give this great big world a chance to tell you what your purpose is. You know, you, you don't just wake up and at age three, go, okay, you might have your passions and you might know what your calling is, but you you really need to give life a chance to show you exactly what you should be doing, where you should be doing it, and when you should be doing it. Because I definitely am someone who says yes to everything now. I allow any opportunity to fall onto my lap because I've seen the results of what my life now is from taking these risks and saying yes to everything that comes my way. And it's absolutely the best way to live. And it's the only way you're going to climb and reach the level of success that you want. Because I can tell you right now, everyone's favorite 
millionaires, billionaires, all of them didn't get to where they are by taking no risks. They got to where they are by taking massive risks that, you know, some of us probably couldn't even stomach. So when it comes to freelancing, this is not like you guys, this is not a huge risk thing at all. And I just want to clarify that. So anyone who's hearing this today, you know, just kind of realizes any fears you have about it are silly. And I promise you these freelancing sites are not going to bite. I promise. <laughs> all right. But for the purpose of this podcast today, I want to talk about some common fears I want to talk about fear of failure, fear of success, and I also want to talk about fear of social media, which has become something that I am really trying to help people with every day. The amount of people I see who are afraid of putting themselves out there on social media is growing, and I think it's a really huge detriment to everyone's potential as a business person and, and a freelancer. Because if you're not going to build your own personal brand, there's only so far you can go with all of this. So I do want to touch on fear of being seen on social media because I think it's an epidemic today. But first off, let's start with everyone's favorite fear of failure. And I had to look up a definition, guys. This one's by the American Psychological Association. The definition is persistent and irrational anxiety about failing to measure up to the standards and goals set by oneself or others. This is the one of the most common fears in the book because as humans, we are social creatures. We are designed in nature to live in community, to talk to one another, to congregate, and to you know pile our resources together to survive. So we're very social creatures, which means we are very sensitive to what people have to say or don't have to say about what we're doing. And nobody is immune to this. I still, you know, in some ways feel this fear when I'm starting something new. But, you know, the thing is, the, the best way to crush fear of failure is to just do all of these different things. And you're going to fail at some of them. And then you're going to be there on the other side and go, wow, that actually wasn't that scary. Or that actually wasn't that bad. Like, okay, no, I didn't do that well with this first thing, but I'm still standing. I'm still breathing. No one died and everything's fine. So I know for me, I've kind of crushed the fear of failure out of me by just doing so many things in the last six years that I'm not scared to fail anymore. And in fact, I see failure as an opportunity now. And I go, okay, what have I learned here? What can I do so this doesn't happen again? Or maybe I take it as a sign of, okay, you know, maybe that's not the best use of my skill and my time if I'm not able to naturally understand it. So I actually find fear of failure and just, well, failure in general to be a really good guiding force in my life as an entrepreneur today. But I'll talk about in the second half of this, guys, seven different ways to come get over fear of failure because I know it's not, you know, it's easier said than done. But if you are someone who is suffering from fear of failure, I want you guys to know you are not alone. And no matter what your mom, your dad, your cousin, brother, boyfriend, girlfriend, coworker, best friend says about you trying to work for yourself or freelancing, they are merely projecting their own fear of failure onto you. Because guess what? At the end of the day, nobody wants to work in a corporate job. I can confidently tell you that nobody wants to work for somebody else from nine to five in an office building. It's just not natural to who we are as human beings. I think it's one of the biggest lies that is sold to us today. And I can go, you know, we can have a nice psychological podcast breakdown on the lie that is working a corporate job and selling your soul to someone else. But, you know, naturally nobody wants to do it. It goes against everything we are as human beings. So these people who are criticizing you, who are telling you you can't do it, who are making fun of you behind your back, they are projecting their own fear of failure because they are 
petrified at quitting their job and trying what you are trying. So, and if anyone's criticizing you right now, guys, because you've told them you want to freelance or you're new at it, or you're posting about it on your social media and they're like, oh my God, can you believe so-and-so thinks they're a freelancer? Take it as flattery. Honestly, take it as those people are so jealous of you because they want to do the exact same thing. You have to see it with this positive you know, mindset. This is how I see it now. This is how I have to see it because I have thousands of people tell me to F myself every day now. So I've, I've had to shift to this mindset, but it's a very productive and happy mindset. And I can say I'm happier than ever before. So yeah, fear of failure, guys, you know, first identifying it, if it's in yourself and then not allowing other people's criticisms to stop you is so, so important. And I'm going to unpack this with these action steps a little more in just a few minutes. But first, let's talk about the next big fear. And this is one that isn't covered as often as fear of failure, because I don't really think people even know that this exists, but it's called fear of success. And the definition of this is a fear of accomplishing one's goals or succeeding in society or a tendency to avoid doing so. And this is a perfect segue into fear of being seen on social media. Guys, I, I if anything, I think this might even be a more prevalent fear today than fear of failure because fear of failure to me has been around forever it was but around before computers it'll be around when robots are cooking us you know food in the kitchen i don't know when that's happening but i did just see in 2027 the first space hotel is going to launch where you can literally stay in a hotel room in outer space and like kudos to those people because you will never catch me in outer space so that's that's just me but okay fear of success is being afraid that if you do put yourself out there, that if you do follow all of my tips, that if you do quit your job and start doing all the things that I'm telling you are going to make you happy, that they are actually going to make you happy. And you're now in a position where everyone's watching you and commenting on your success and waiting for you to stumble up and have that moment where you fail. Or, you know, you're afraid that something about what you're doing is going to be made public and people are going to know all of this information about you and it's going to play into this weird paranoia that you have that people are watching you and care so much about what you're posting on social media. And I'm going to kind of break into some real talk right now. This might be a little harsh, but I feel like this is really important for people to hear. You know, the fear of being seen on social media. Oh my God. If I had a dollar for every person who's like, well, I don't really want to be on social media or it's not really for me or it's, you know, I just don't really want people knowing my business. I just want to look at them and go, you are aware because of the internet and Google today that any single person in one hour can know exactly where you live, where you work, what you make, how old your kids are, where you lived before you live now. I mean, this information is so easily accessible, it's not even funny. And if you really want to talk about invasive information that's being collected, how about these companies like Apple and Google who are saving every last little consumer move that you make? You know, they know you better than you know you, and they know what to even market to you. So if you think that you're like hidden by not posting on social media or that somebody can't come quote unquote find you, I just don't know how to communicate to people that that could not be farther from the truth. So if you post a picture of yourself on Instagram, that is not going to endanger you any more than you're already in danger because of the world that we live in today. So I just like want to get that out there to people. You know, you also don't have to get on these social media sites and just 
post a picture and post your address and your deepest, darkest fear. I mean, you don't have to do any of that. You can be a really transparent person who tells a story and gives a lot of insight into what you've learned so far without giving anything away about yourself. I, you know, guys, I could challenge you to go watch or go look at my Instagram or my TikTok right now for an hour. Read my captions, read everything. What you will learn about me is my business mindset, my businesses, and how much I care about them. You will not find a single piece of information about my personal life or anything that has happened to me in the last three to four years. And, you know, when I'm ready to talk about all that, I will. So just a few things I have jotted down here with this fear of being seen on social media. My first question is, you know, why are you afraid to post on it? Everyone has social media. It has become the norm. It's become one of the only ways we can all communicate with each other because of the pandemic. You know, it's become the bare minimum. And so many social media sites are popping up today. There's no longer that time to be like, oh, well, I'm not on social media or, oh, it's just not for me. You know, social media is here. It is. I can tell you guys it is not going anywhere. And a lot of you've heard me say this. I don't actually like social media. I hate that everyone's staring at their phones when I go out to dinner. I'm one of those people when I watch a movie, I put my phone down for all two hours because I think it is so important to untap from the barrage of messages and comments and likes and all of that. But by day, I put a lot of attention on my social media because it's an invaluable business tool. Oh my gosh, I make money from using my social media like a boss. Like my social media is a lean, mean business tool for me. It gets me leads, partnerships, features, course sales, ebook sales. I can't tell you how many things come from my social media. Therefore, from the hours of, you know, eight to six, I put my all into my social media because that's how I look at it. You know, so if you're looking at social media like it's this weird vanity judgment tool, maybe that's something you should reflect on within yourself. I'm, I'm reading this great book right now. I highly recommend it, guys, called Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. And she's the author of Eat, Pray, Love. And the whole book is about the concept of creativity. And trust me, I will definitely do a podcast on this. But she basically talks about this concept and that you know, all these people who are afraid to go on social media or they're afraid to share their art or they're afraid to be criticized for it and all this stuff. And instead, they're the ones at the parties who are like, did you see so-and-so posted five pictures of herself this week? She is so full of herself. And this whole book is basically about, no, the people saying that are actually the ones with the vanity problems because they're the ones who can't get over the idea of posting a picture of themselves for the world to see and criticize. So it's a really great book. Like she dives into that and how if somebody is going to judge you for posting a picture, they're actually the one with the vanity problem, not you. You're the one who's putting yourself out there. You're the one who's being vulnerable and allowing people to comment on it or criticize you. And you're the one who's using social media as a mean, lean business tool that it is not caring. Oh, maybe I have, a, you know, fly away hair. You know, you're the one who got over that and posted anyway. So if anyone's saying, oh, you have a vanity problem. No you have a vanity problem. And this book, it, it dives into it. It's a really, really great book. And it looks at the psychology behind that. So I just wanted to point that out to you guys. But you know, another element here of being the fear of being seen on social media. Who do you think is watching you? And, and why do you have a paranoia? You know, this plays again, and a little bit into this vanity thing of what makes you think that every single person from your hometown this is going to sound harsh, guys. I, I don't mean it harshly, but it's, it, it is. What makes you think that they care about you and what you are doing? Guys, life news flash number one. 
99% of people do not care about you. They will never care about you. Everyone is running their own race. They can hardly see two feet in front of them, especially today. You know, the world is a challenging place. Everyone's dealing with a job loss or mental health issues or, you know, food issues or whatever. So it's like they are not waking up thinking to themselves, oh, I'm going to go online and see exactly what Tim whatever is doing in Colorado. It's like chances are they do not care about you. And that's a really freeing thing to realize. And I'm not saying it to be mean. I'm saying it to like actually think about that and think to yourself, why do you think everyone cares about you? You know, these are all vanity things that people do need to unpack to get over this weird social media fear that they have. And, you know, the last thing I question I have here is what makes you think they are watching you? This is some weird paranoia that millennials have. I see it in all millennials. I think it's because we've grown up in a time where we all have a little bit of PTSD from watching 9-11 on the TVs and all of the random terrorist bombings that, that have gone on while we've been growing up. And we all actually, doctors have said, live with like 20 to 25% of like diagnosed PTSD just being a millennial. Like we all have it a little bit. And I think it's an important to be aware of that. And I think that PTSD plays into people's incessant paranoia that they're being watched or that someone's stalking you on social media. And listen, guys, I'm not saying there's not creeps on social media. Obviously, there are. Like, don't answer someone's DM and give them your, like, personal information, obviously. But the paranoia that you're being watched on social media, I think... You know, I think it stems all from our PTSD a little bit and needs to just kind of be let go and allow it to float back into the air and, and say goodbye to it. <laughs> All right, guys. So I just went through three different huge fears. The only really three fears that I see people using as justification to not do what I do today. So the first, you know, step in all of this is, quote unquote, being where you have a problem. So if I went through any of these fears and if they resonated big time with you, that's amazing because you now have awareness that you have these fears. And the beauty of the human brain is that now that you have that awareness, you can unpack it. You can work through it. You can face it. You can say to yourself, why do I have this? How can I get past this? So now for the second part of this podcast, guys, I'm going to go over just some tips on how to work through both fear of failure and fear of success. I've just kind of lumped them together because honestly, they're, they're kind of all one and the same and same with the social media one. So there's no strategic order here and what I'm going to go over. But the first and most important way to unpack these fears is to figure out where the fear comes from. Ask yourself what the root cause of your negative belief could be. This is a big one. This is something people can go their whole lives without doing. And this is something people pay thousands of dollars to have a therapist tell them for real. Where is your fear coming? Did your aunt tell you when you were five that you were stupid and your poetry sucks? Or did your mom tell you last week that you're not special and trying to go work for yourself just isn't going to work? Or did your boyfriend tell you two years ago that you'll never be able to be a business owner because you're a scared person and you're pathetic or whatever it is? We are sensitive creatures and we carry these criticisms with us. I'm no different, but being aware that you're carrying the criticism will set you free from it. So maybe pause this podcast right now and just think to yourself for 10 minutes, what were the times in your life when people have said things to you that have made you believe you can't be anything more than you are right now? And unpack that, say to yourself, well, they were clearly hurting. It's not true you know, self-talk in the car right now, be like, I can do it. You know, whatever you need to do, like have your Rocky moment, turn the radio on. 
do whatever you need to do. And for some people, this might take months to unpack this. Ask yourself where this negative belief is coming from. It might take months to pin down where it's coming from, but you have to do it, guys. You have to set yourself free from these criticisms and negative thoughts that are holding you back. And the only way to do that is go to the root cause of it. You can't just treat the symptoms. You know, you have to treat what's causing the symptoms in the first place. So most important step you could take, and I applaud anyone who's doing it. I know it's scary, but you're going to feel so good on the other side, I promise. Okay, second thing is to reframe your beliefs about your goals or yourself. So we have an internal dialogue in our heads every day. You talk to yourself in a certain way, whether you realize it or not. You know, you either get up and say to yourself, you know, get up, you piece of crap, or you get up and say to yourself, like, I don't know, it's going to be a great day. <laughs> there's two, you know, there's two ways you could be talking to yourself. And, you know, if you're talking to yourself negatively, you're never going to get anywhere. Because again, newsflash, no one's going to help you with any of this. No one is actually really rooting for you. And nobody really cares about what you're doing. So you have to care about what you're doing. And you have to be supportive of yourself, which means you need to be your own support team. So if you're thinking to yourself, well, I'm dumb. I'm weak. I'm a scaredy cat. I can't do this. You know, you're not going to get anywhere. So again, once you start unpacking where these fears are coming from, you have to also be cognizant of how you talk to yourself and start going over some practices of talking positively to yourself. And if you see something, you go, well, I can't do that. Stop writing your tracks and ask yourself, well, why did I just say that to myself? And why can't I do that? Because you, you really can do anything. But why are you telling yourself that you can't do that? So, you know, you have to start to reframe your thoughts and your beliefs and your self-talk. Again, guys, this is going to take time. This isn't something that's going to happen in 30 minutes. But if you start today, I absolutely promise you, like, you will be a new person by the end of it. Third thing here, learn to think positively. It is, I think, twice as easy to think negative thoughts as it is to think positive thoughts. I've read a lot about this. We think way more negative thoughts than we do positive thoughts throughout the day. So our brains are more developed to think negatively. And thinking negatively almost plays into our natural fight or flight state as human beings. So it requires less energy than it does to wake up and think to yourself, wow, this day is great. I'm so grateful. I'm going to text someone and ask how they are. I'm going to be positive, even though maybe this morning, you know, I had to bring my cat to the vet or something bad happened to you. To still think positively requires brain power. It's not easy, which means if you think any of this is going to be like a lazy journey. It trust me, it's not. So definitely you have to throw laziness out the window because I see it's a, a lazy default to be a negative thinker and tell yourself, you know, what why are you on this planet to be lazy? The C's get degrees mindset. What's the point of that then? You know, what's your that's not your purpose. You think your purpose is to come here and be mediocre? That's absolutely not your purpose. So learn to think positively. Put in the energy to do it. You're going to just feel better. You're going to help more people. It's going to become addicting, guys. It's just the hardest part is getting started first. The fourth tip here, visualize all potential outcomes. So this is keeping your mind open. This is not telling yourself, oh, immediately, I can't do this. Well, okay, no, maybe I can do this. Maybe I can partially do this. Maybe I can build a business around this. Maybe I can outsource this. It's like allowing yourself to realize nothing is black and white. There's no cookie cutter approach to literally anything. Okay, even in high school, there was like eight different ways to solve one math equation. And that's true in real life too. So you have to allow yourself to understand that maybe if something doesn't go the way you expected it to, it doesn't mean that there's not a ton of different outcomes that are all really amazing and positive and productive for you. So keeping your mind open and allowing different scenarios to play out is a very important part of all of this. 
Fifth tip here is to look at the worst case scenario. This is a really great mental exercise, and this is, for me, how I got over having any fears when it came to freelancing. As I talked about in the beginning of this episode, the worst case scenario in the world of digital freelancing is that somebody tells you your work sucks or nobody books your orders. Okay, let's just measure that in the grand scheme of life of worst case scenarios. You could lose $50,000. Someone could die. You could die. You could be homeless. You could lose everything you've ever worked for. I mean, I could keep going on on how like bad scenarios could be. And the worst case scenarios with freelancing are not bad at all. And that's why I love talking about this and sharing this information with people because I'm not sitting here like afraid I messed up someone's life by sharing it with them because there's nothing bad that can happen from this. I promise you guys, nothing bad can happen, okay? So the worst case scenarios with Fiverr, with freelancing, with running your own business online, that, you know, freelancing business, there's no worst case scenarios. If the worst case scenario is someone telling you they don't like what you wrote for them, and that fear is enough to petrify you and stop you in your steps, you know, you really need to focus on your mindset and working through all the things I'm sharing with you right now. You really have to work on it. Sixth tip here is to have a backup plan. Okay, I am not a fortune teller. So every single person listening to this podcast right now, can I sit here and say every one of you is destined to be a six or seven figure freelancer? No, I cannot. And the reality is not everyone listening to this is destined to be that. If every single person on the planet was supposed to be a six-figure freelancer, we would have a very lopsided economy. Maybe this freelancing journey is actually supposed to introduce you to a client who ends up hiring you full-time and makes you their business partner. Or maybe freelancing helps you realize that all this time you thought you were supposed to be a writer when actually you love designing logos. You guys get what I'm saying. It's all a part of the journey and learning about yourself and what you are meant to do with your life. So having backup plans is is so smart. I still have a backup plan, guys. I'm, you know, I make good money on Fiverr and I am still constantly looking for new sources of income, like my online courses or my eBooks. I'm always checking out other freelancing platforms because you can never get complacent in the world of business and working for yourself. There is no such thing as just, oh, I'm going to make this for the rest of my life if I do nothing. That's just not the case. So always, always, always have multiple backup plans, not even just one. And my final tip here, guys, is to learn from whatever happens. Fear of failure, fear of success. Let's say something successful happens or you fail. These are both immeasurable learning opportunities, and you've learned so, so much already about yourself, about what works, and about what doesn't work. And there's nothing, there's no online course, there's no podcast, there's no book that can teach you any of this. Nothing compares to experience when it comes to this, and that's why you guys will see me on my TikToks right under all these fearful posts. Just do it. Just start it. Just make the profile. Just do it, because nothing will compare to the experience you will get freelancing. I, I promise you guys, like it, this podcast even, like nothing can help you learn from whatever happens, like similar to just actually doing it. Okay, I'm like, you can tell me I'm getting fired up right now. So that's why today, you know, make the freelancing profile. Like there's no time like now to just dive in and get over all of these fears. And it breaks my heart seeing these people sit on the sidelines, seeing them be so miserable because they know they're not reaching their full potential because they're allowing these fears to stop them, you know, 
Guys, like everybody has a purpose on this planet. I do not believe that God created any single person to just sit in the corner and feel miserable and detach from reality. I do not believe that God did that. So if you're listening to this, guys, you have a purpose. There's a purpose meant for you on this planet. When you're in step with your purpose, there's nothing like it. You will feel so fulfilled and happy. You will regret never getting to that purpose sooner. But you know what? You're not going to get there without conquering some fears and getting over some things that are holding you back and taking some risks. And once you get started, that's the hardest part. Once you get started, you'll actually see how fun all of this is. I am addicted to all of it. You know, it's I wake up every day and I love it. I love the challenges. I love the unknown the risks, the fears, all of it, because it makes life so much more exciting and worth living to me. So that's just my two cents as someone on the other side. But yeah, guys, bookmark this podcast. Come back to it if you want. It's probably on par with visiting a therapist. I'm not going to lie. So here's a free you know, therapy episode. And go unpack where your fears are coming from. Let them go. Forgive those people. Reframe your beliefs. Start talking positively to yourself. And just get started today. Thanks, guys, for listening. Tune in next week for my next episode in the Freelance Fairy Tales. 